answer to your aggravation. The Joy Network. The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, what's happening? Welcome to the Friday edition of Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me if you'd like to join the show. And certainly we'd like for you to join the show. You can catch us on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. We're on all of those so you can stream the show live. If you miss any part of the show, then be sure to download the Joyo app and uh, you can fast forward when you know when Robert's talking and then stop <laughs> it so you can hear what I have to say. I think they would you probably know? be fast forwarding so, when yeah, you're talking, so, my friend. Uh, so that's how you can do that as well. So and also while you're out there on the uh, on the page, uh, the webpage, joynetradio.com, be sure to download the Joynet Radio app. That way you can carry us everywhere you want to go. Uh, even, you know, when you're hanging out about to catch the virus, at least you'll be listening to a decent show. And then you'll say, hey, they told me not to come out. They did tell us that the numbers, the, the numbers are going up. Right? <laughs> yeah, they are. You know, and Asa is mad. He says, y'all being selfish. <laughs> Stop it, man. He did. You didn't read the article? No. Asa said, Arkansans are being selfish who go out without wearing a mask. Those are his words. I am not paraphrasing. So Asa mad at y'all. You know, and here's what I thought. You know, um, I'm thinking that, hey, it it may take, you know, sometimes when people are doing things, you know, I almost said pot, meat, kettle, because Asa, wasn't Asa being selfish when he decided that he wasn't going to close the um, close the state? Hmm? Right. Was he being selfish, you said? Yeah, wasn't he being selfish? Hmm. I think he was I think he was doing it because he thought he needed mm-hmm. to. Yeah, he was he, being he was being selfish. That's the bottom line. He wasn't concerned about anybody else except except his legacy and his Republican cronies. And I don't, that, know, I don't and, know if I totally agree with I know that. you don't because you're a big Asa fan. Y'all golf and everything. I so, don't golf with anybody. You know, I don't so, golf with anybody. And so I'm just saying. So I'm just, let's see. So I'm just saying. So um, so anyway, so the numbers are going up. As a matter of fact, uh, the numbers are going up all over the southern states, Texas, Mississippi, uh, Louisiana, Tennessee, all of those states who have reopened, the numbers are 
are going up. So just be aware of that. Uh, I am still practicing social distancing. Everywhere I go, every store that I go into, uh, I still wear a mask. And in some places, I wear gloves. If I pump gas, I'm wearing gloves uh, because you, you just don't know. And it's pretty clear uh, that many of you all or many of the officials don't know what the hell that is going on with this virus anyway. And, oh, by the way, they are talking about um, having a vaccine in six months. I wonder how many of you Negroes going to line up for that vaccine. Just just remember Tuskegee. Mm, well, boss. <laughs> mm, well, boss. I'm just saying, man. You know, just just remember Tuskegee. That that's all I got to say about that. You know, so uh, and then given the fact that more black people are dying from the virus than anybody else, do you really trust this administration? to do anything that's going to be positive for black people? I mean, maybe you do. I'm asking the question. I, I, I don't. It is Friday. You know that, right? You remember it's Friday. Yeah. We, we, I don't want to be doom and gloom on Friday. We, we got a lot of stuff to talk it's about. It's the weekend, today, baby. All okay. right, so no doom and gloom today. No, I'm sorry. We got too much stuff to talk about. Yeah, we got too much stuff. We do have uh, a guest that's coming up on the show today. Who's that? Um, let me see. Uh, we will be talking to uh, Richard Bowman. He is in the United States Air Force. Okay. And we're uh, and he was stationed for an extended period of time in Japan. Japan. Okay. And uh, this is a guest that Cliff recommended, and he he had to do he had to do some he had to sell him to me. Why so? Why so? Because this guest is going to talk a little bit about being black and living in Asia, considering the fact of all the racism that is going on uh, against black people in China and other parts of Asia. Uh, it'll be an interesting conversation on his take. Now, typically, they treat the military pretty good because they make millions of dollars off the American military. Uh, but uh, I'd be curious to see if he lived in any parts of the inner cities of Japan or visited and what were the the um, You make the, the assumption the Japan has inner cities. Every every country has inner cities. Okay. You think so? You think so? Uh, they call them slums, they call them barrios. They all have inner cities, okay? I don't know. It's just I don't know, Dave Coleman. You know, it's just not unique to America. Okay. You've been you've been jaded to believe that and when you say inner city, that means black. Now that's what you thought, wasn't it? No, Dave. You're lying. You're no, lying. Dave. You're what? What do you think when I say inner cities? Come I on. Thought, I thought you meant like inside the city. <laughs> what else could I think? What else could I think? I mean, I don't. I don't understand what you're talking about right now. I cannot believe you fixed your brain. When I think inner city, I think to inside move the city. your mouth. We're, we're moving closer. We're out. moving closer to the core of the city. I'm sorry you took it that way, Dave. I say again, man. How can I soar with eagles when I work with turkeys, man? What the what the what, man? Come on, bro. Amen, brother. Amen. Come on, man. Come yeah. on, man. So I'm just saying. So we got a lot of stuff. So here are a couple of things. Then we're gonna do black facts. 
the police chief at uh, uh, in Louisville, Kentucky, has resigned. Uh, you know that was his team uh, from um, who went in and killed Breonna Taylor. Uh, the Arkansas Athletic Association has uh, submitted a a guidelines on trying to get uh, high school football back this fall. Uh, we won't talk about that much. We'll do that on tomorrow's show. Uh, well, look at here. The Republican represent uh, re- the North Carolina Republican Party chairman has been charged with bribery. We'll get with that in just a moment. Also, if you are one of those people who are looking at the bots, or I should say the stay-at-home protests, uh, just be aware that 82% of those are bots. You all know what a bot is, right? It's a computer program that is used to create data and send out stuff on social media. Also, there's word that Kwame Kilpatrick is going to get freed. Y'all ought to be happy about Kwame, that. Kwame, Kwame. Why you hating, man? Why you hating on Kwame? Hey. Why you hating on the Kwame? Uh, 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 also, uh, uh, the anti-malarial drug, hydroxychloroquine, uh, that your president is lying and says he's taken. Uh, uh, an analysis of 96,000 patients shows those treated with hydroxychloroquine were also more likely to suffer illegal irregular heart rhythms and die so if y'all think he's taking those that drug y'all really are some damn fools i'm gonna tell you also we got to talk about your girl uh simone sanders taking it to fox news <laughs> I didn't see it. you i've got some audio you'll love it and also your boy biden going off on charlemagne the god did you hear about that? No, Biden went off on Charlemagne. Oh, let me just let me just give you Biden's quote. Okay. Did, he, did he remember it though? Huh? Did he remember it when he went off on it? Uh, well, he probably don't right now. Uh, let's see. On Friday, at one point, telling the host that if you support Trump, you ain't black. See, I got a problem with a white boy telling me I ain't black. He took so Charlemagne the guy said he was supporting Trump. No, 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 no. They were just going back and forth, and Charlemagne was simply saying, "We expect something for our vote." And Biden gets testy because Biden know he can't offer you nothing for your vote, you know. And he was talking about the crime bill and what he did and all this other stuff, and Biden just snapped off on him and said, "Hey, if you if you don't support if you support Donald Trump, then you ain't black." It's it's safe to say he's already lost the election. Do we have to even have it at this point? You know, of all the idiotic things to say. Now, I don't support Donald Trump, but the bigger picture is you're a white boy telling me. But he's determining. He's determining what I ain't black. He's a, you're a white boy. He's making really? that determination for you. Yeah, that's pretty cool. He's making that determination mm. for you. Wow. You're not black. <sighs> Boy, boy, if you vote boy, for them, boy, you are boy. not black. Also, we'll talk a little bit about Clyburn urges Biden to pick a black woman as a running mate. He better pick one now. <laughs> he ain't really got much choice. He, he better pick one now. Well, he's vetting the two. He's vetting. Mm, he better. All I'm saying, he better pick one now. Anyway, let's do black facts. We'll get into all of that here in just oh, a moment. Uh, why you? Why you said? Why you texted it to me? Oh, uh, oh, uh, let me. Oh, by the way. Uh, we've got a guest in you studio, Ryan you Webb. Your mic wor- works, yeah, Ryan. You, you tell him. You're a big Why boy. You? Well, 
Just don't go into a soliloquy. We yeah, might don't have do to like, don't do like Dave. You know, no. we might have to wait until I do black facts. Don't take me all around the corner. I was going to say that uh, to quote Joe Biden uh, exactly mm. said, "If you don't know whether you're for me or Trump, you ain't black." That's the mm. exact quote. Okay, that's still same quote, same thing. But you know, that is the exact quote. All right. So I was, I was, <laughs> uh, Ryan, you do know what the word paraphrasing is, right? Yeah, but you know. Yeah, I was para, I was paraphrasing. I should have said that I was paraphrasing because we were going over the notes and we were going to get to the story. Okay. I just want to make sure Joe gets a good rap. Uh, yeah. He, he oh, got, that's right. Joe he, Joe Biden's supporter. He got right? a good rap. I like Joe. I like yeah, he got a good rap. I'm talking to Mike. No okay. I like Joe a little bit. I like Trump a little bit. Oh, my God. But I like Joe more than Trump. All right, time for black facts. Time for black facts. We don't want to hear that. Time for black facts. All right, so the uh, black uh, fact today, since it's a light and frothy Friday, I thought I'd do something that's light and frothy as far as a black fact. And this uh, black fact is about Loretta Mary Aiken. Do you know who she is? I do not. I do not. When I call her name, you will. A.K.A. Jackie Moms Mabley. Was born in an African vaudeville performer and comedian, the first African woman to establish herself as a single act in stand-up comedy. Jackie Moms Mabley was born March 19th, 1897 in Broward, North Carolina. She rose to national recognition as a stand-up comedian in the early 1960s. A pioneer of social satire, she has strongly influenced such contemporary black comedians as Richard Pryor and Whoopi Goldberg. Mabley was also known for her compassion and kindness. Uh, These qualities earned her the endearing uh, uh, sobriquet Moms, born Loretta Mary Aiken, Mabley grew up in a large family in the South. Her father ran several businesses while her mother presided over a large household, including uh, that included borders. Mabley was born. Uh, we've already done that. Let's see. James Aiken, uh, James Aiken's father, Henry Aiken, was part white. His mother, Betty, was able to read and write in the 1870 census five years after the abolition of slavery, which suggests she may have been a free woman of color. By the age of 15, Mabley had been raped twice and had two children who were given up for adoption. She was pressured by her stepfather to marry a much older man, but was encouraged by her grandmother to strike out on her own. Mabley ran away to Cleveland, Ohio, joining a traveling minstrel show where she sang and entertained. Traveling the vaudeville circuit, she experienced overt racism, demeaning working conditions, and deflected her pain through her satirical wit that drew heavily on from black folk traditions. Mabley's career took off a when in 1921, the husband-wife vaudeville teen of Butterbeans and Susie uh, invited to perform with them in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. In her comedy routines, Mabley adopted a stage persona based loosely on her own grandmother, but with a distinctly cantankerous and sassy edge. She was known for her folksy humor, her ribald jokes, and affectionately referred to her audience as her children. On stage, Mabley became famous for her gaudy 
uh, house dresses, floppy hats, and oversized clodhoppers. During the 1960s, she recorded more than 20 albums of her comedy routines and appeared on television shows hosted by Harry Belafonte, Michael Douglas, Merv Griffin, and Bill Cosby. A year after starring in the feature film Amazing Grace, Mabley died of natural causes at the age of 78 on May 23rd, 1975. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to Moms Mabley. Keep listening to Black Focus Radio for more dynamic black facts, our culture, our history, our people on joinetradio.com. And if you would like to sponsor Dynamic Black Facts, give me a call at 615-554-0568. We've got some advertising packages. You've been hearing us talk about people are getting back into the swing of things or are attempting to do so. Uh, You've got to let people know that your business is open. The number one thing that people typically do when they go through a downturn is cut their advertising budget. That is the worst thing you can do. You know why? Because you actually have to let people know where you are and that you're still open. So if you don't advertise, then people don't know you're there. Okay? So give me a call. All right. So Love Moms Mabelie, those of you who are young, if you don't know about this this lady, go check her out. I will tell you she did a lot of stuff with uh, Red Fox uh, as well. Uh, and I, I'm going to tell you, uh, she's got a dirty mouth. But she was hilarious. She was she was funny as heck. She really was. But she you it, this is not for the kind at heart. All right. So I just want you all to know that. Uh, so be aware of that. So so. But I just thought that would be cool to to talk talk about moms uh, for a little bit uh, as well. And I and there's a if you go out to my wall, there's a picture of moms Mabley in her younger days. She was a cute lady. She really was, you know. She uh, and uh, we we all remember her and wearing that old hat and looking all, you know, bumbled up and stuff. But Mom's was a cutie, man. Yeah, when she when she, she, when she dressed up. So congratulations, you know. I enjoyed uh, as a young guy. I enjoyed a lot of her comedy, uh, especially that and Richard Pryor, uh, for that matter. Uh, that was pretty cool as well, um, you know. But again. It ain't for the faint at heart, okay? Uh, was a shout out to everybody in Dallas that's listening, Jonesboro, Arkansas, Germany, uh, the people around Little Rock as well. Uh, Dallas is representing big time today, so we appreciate you all listening to the show, okay? So uh, where do you want to start? Uh, let's see, our guest is not coming to one. Uh, we might have another guest calling here in just a moment from Patrick. Right. Uh, he didn't touch base with me this morning. So I don't know if he's his guest is going to call or not. But in the meantime, uh, where do you want to start? You start. You pick it. Man, it's light and frothy, man. I don't want nothing heavy today, man. It's okay. the weekend, man. I want to be light and frothy. So can I go ahead and play the Simone Sanders thing? Okay, go ahead. Okay. Did well, she lop, was she lopping? Yeah. Simone Sanders is that sister that you don't want to get in an argument with. Because, you know, she got that big old mouth. And she, she when she opens it. Oh man, I did not see that going. <laughs> I did not see that going very well. I did not see that going very well. Off the top of your head. Okay, so let's listen to this. Let's move on to this. Um, President Trump. 
Well, no, I mean, no, I'm being honest. Like, really, like, what specifically? I, I would just like even like one example of a lie from the White House about the coronavirus pandemic. Um, everyone that wants a test can get a test. How about that lie? Because everyone who wants or needs a test in this country is not able to access a testing. How about every uh, all the governors um, have the PPE and the ventilators that they need? We know that's not true. There are folks in um, places from California to Michigan to Florida and in between who are sewing masks for frontline workers mm -hmm. uh, because they're, they don't have the proper PPE. Nurses and doctors are going yeah, into on the PPE, um, operating rooms and trash bags. And so there are, there are a couple lies. I mean, I don't want to take the whole interview to, to, to okay. run through them, but the reality is- No, I don't either, because there's not plenty of other things to talk here. about. So the point of the interview is Dana Pomerino for Fox News was trying to defend Trump. Now, mm -hmm. when you try to say that Donald Trump doesn't lie, you're 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 out. You you're not out on the branch. That's like saying pig ain't pork. <laughs> you just ain't gonna do that. You just ain't going there. Yeah, I mean you out on you're not out on the you're not on the you're not on the branch. Yeah. You're out on the twigs. No, <laughs> you on a leaf. You ain't on a twig. You on a leaf. So, number one, Simone Sanders is a very learned sister, smart as a whip. Yeah, uh, has been in the politics a long time. And for you to, to, I mean, that was a that was a softball on a tee. Yes. And as Simone, they, they teed it up for Right. Us. So as Simone said, I could take up your whole show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because this. Where do I start? Yeah, right? it's simple lie after lie after lie with yeah, this guy. Where do I start? Yeah. You know, so I, I thought that was curious. And that's something that's trending. Uh, and I thought it was pretty funny when I heard it as well. Because even before I heard Simone's responses. You already knew what was coming. I already, right? I already knew yeah. what was coming because Simone don't play. I watch Fox, man. I get a, I get a headache when I watch Fox. I can't I used, watch it. I used, I, but I have to watch it. I want to hear. I used I to hear, watch it, but I, I can't. I want to hear both sides. And so when I, man, I, I have these, like, it feels like I'm having an aneurysm mm. in my head. Cause yeah. Like, the Fox is, some of the stuff they say, I really wonder. I, I would love to sit down with them and go, do you really believe that? Because some of the stuff they say, I want to ask him, do you really and truly believe that? Here's when I, I used to watch, because I'm a news person. Right. So every Sunday morning, I would watch all of the news shows. Uh, okay. Uh, what, is, what is the Meet one? The on press. Meet the Press. Yeah, Face the Nation. Face the Nation. Yeah. And what's the one on ABC? Uh, um, it's, it used to be with Sam Donaldson. That, and then George Stephanopoulos. I forgot the name of that one. I can't one. think of it. And then I would watch Fox as well. But here's when they lost me. Okay. Was when... They said when Obama was running for president and there was an event where he came up on stage okay. and he gave Michelle the, the fist, fist bump. bump. Yeah. Oh, it was, yeah, yeah. That's, that, was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> that's when they said it was a terrorist fist bump. I was like, what the, what, where y'all get that from? Now, that was back in no, about 2007. But I'm going to tell you the best one. This is the best one ever. <laughs> This is the best one. Ever. It's got to be better than the fist bump. This is be This is the best one. Okay. So Dick Cheney was on there, mm -hmm. and they were talking about um, they were talking about the war in Iraq, mm -hmm. and the, the um, I can't remember who asked the question, but he was like, "Do you do you feel bad that he, essentially he was saying, do you feel bad that your that your company Halliburton is making money in Iraq, right?" Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know, I, I was thinking, I was honestly thinking the guy was gonna give like a really political answer. You know, Dick Cheney was gonna say something like. Mm. Um, you know, I feel bad, but I know that it's needed. Mm. 
He was like, no. No. Nope. I, I got to retire. No, he was like, I need to retire. I got a retirement. I need, to, yeah. I need to make sure they're profitable. That's why they call him Darth. Run. That's why they call him Darth Vader. Dude, it was just, you know. And he was straight faced. Oh, he, yeah. He, he didn't, it wasn't like he was, you know, it, it, even take, it didn't even take me a second to think about it. It was like, no, nah, I ain't got to think about this one. Probably no, the worst vice bad. president we've ever had. Vice president. No, I put it this way. Man, I read, I read, uh, 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 it wasn't really, a, I wouldn't say it was an authorized biography, but I read a book about Jake Cheney, man. Got a lot of respect for the guy. Mm. I got a lot of respect for him. I mean, he, 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 mm. come, he, he came up. Just don't go hunting with he him. He came up. Don't you hunt? Yeah, I wouldn't go hunting with him. I definitely wouldn't go hunting and with you him. you a black man, too? I, I thought it was a deer. It. I would not go hunting with him. Oh, Robert, I didn't mean to shoot you in the ass exactly. with buckshots. I exactly. thought you were a deer. He came up the hard way. But, I mean, I, I got a lot of respect mm. for the guy. I mean, the guy came up the hard way. I mean, he fought his way, fought his way up the ranks. Yeah, and he's he's the reason that we had over four thousand six hundred soldiers murdered for I, a I fake think, cause. But seriously, I think I think I think Dick Cheney is a great example of what I would like to see Democrats do. I mean, Dick Cheney was was really good at finding out what was there and utilizing it to his to and utilizing for his benefit. Democrats don't do the same. You know, find out what's there and then see how see how you can use it to benefit you. Mm-hmm. They didn't mm-hmm. they don't do that. Mm. You always see that you go, there you go. What what that mean? What that mean? No, I, I can't emulate anything Dick Cheney does. But but, can, but but be honest. Can you not appreciate nope. the Republican Party and how they lay the groundwork for stuff that they? I mean, Republicans are like, look, we ain't gonna be here forever. Pretty soon they're gonna wake up and they're gonna realize we screwing them. So let's lay this groundwork so at least we'll still have some some modicum of control. I will say this, and I've said this before on the show that how the Republicans have operated, they have ran rings around the, the Democrats. Yeah. I don't admire it because when you use people to get your agenda pushed forward, then no, I can't admire that. But they definitely have outsmarted Democrats, and it began years ago with Alec. You know, while Democrats was running around with the – uh, with the LGBT and all these other people, no offense, the Republicans were laying groundwork because they knew, they know now, this is why they, they try to suppress the vote. They know that their message doesn't cover the majority of the voters in America. So what they've done is put into place uh, gerrymandering uh, and things of that nature uh, to try and maintain their power even though they are, in reality in this country, the minority. So looking at it from that standpoint, I won't say I admire them, but what they've done is short of, well, they've certainly outsmarted the Democrats. No ifs, ands, or buts about that. Yeah. They, they've certainly they, outsmarted they've laid, them. They've laid their groundwork, and they, yeah. they're making sure. And that's, that's my thing. I, I, I sometimes wonder as black folk, why are we still cozying up with the Democrats when they are – terrible at strategy or planning i mean i don't get it and then you got the you same got reason book. black folks are still reading reading the white man's bible well uh, that's on you day and and, and well, you really, don't want to go there though huh you don't well, want well, you don't want uh, you don't want to go there huh go where, it's go the where? same concept the white man can tell us who we worship and who we vote and for and he can also tell you how black you are uh, apparently so with joe biden we get into yeah. that here in just a moment yeah so until you know, you cannot worship another man's God and pray to the same God that your enemy is praying to. That that dog don't make no sense, you see. 
yeah. you cannot you cannot support the same party that that has done nothing for you. The bottom line is, and here's what I say, part of the reason that black people continue to do that is because of lack a lack of black leadership. There's no black leadership. Black I, people black people are too busy trying to go along to get along. I don't even know if you had black leadership if some things will change. I don't think Oh, you would. You would. You because <laughs> let me the, the last time black people had black leadership was during the sixties, during the civil rights struggle. We have to go back and read that quote that Lincoln said. Lincoln said, yeah, do I believe black people should have an opportunity to work? Yeah, I believe they should have an opportunity to work and make money just like everybody else. Do I think they should have political power? No, I don't believe they should well, have and, and that's power. the point. And I think, I think that still reigns true, and I think people are still holding on to that. I mean, But black people that are in I'm, politics believe that you do have political power, which they don't, but they'll tell you I don't that know, you do. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how that's Well, we about, we're about to find out. Let's see who Biden picks for his vice presidential running mate. Well, Jim Clyburn has already told him, you need to pick a black woman. Well, this is, but we've talked about this before, though. Mm-hmm. You, can't pick, you can't pick anybody <laughs> other than Stacey. You can't pick anybody other well, than Well, you can, but. No, you, you can, but you, you can't. You can, but I'm just saying. Jim Clyburn has already told him that you better pick a black woman in so many words. Now, whether or not he's going to do it, we'll see. But if he doesn't pick a black woman, he can kiss that election goodbye, period. And that'll be, and, a, and I'm hoping that'll be a good thing for black people because black people need to understand that Democrats don't care much about y'all either. I know that hurts y'all feelings. Oh, that's right. It's supposed to be, supposed to be, light, it's supposed to be light and frothy Friday. I'm sorry. Robert, why'd you drag me down that mud hole? I did not. But so Amy Klobuchar, everybody's talking about her being the one, but you gotta you gotta you gotta remember she she has hanging over her Myron Burrell. And secondly, I will never, never, never vote for a prosecuting attorney ever so glenn demings uh val demings is out too now no they've been val demings too from what from she's what a prosecutor when she a prosecutor no, what she was, she's she was, a sheriff you gotta remember she was the police chief and under oh, that's right she was under her leadership chief. they beat they beaten they beat down more black folks than they did before mm. she got the job yeah but yeah that was florida period though but but again, you know, Myron, Myron is that that's a noose around her neck. That's a noose mm. around Abby Klobuchar's neck. I'm not giving her my vote. Mm. I already know how you feel about black folk. I ain't gotta I ain't gotta read that because you and, had the opportunity and, and, to and even up until this point even she's when still, they ask you. Well, yeah. well but wait a minute. So even during this quiet period when she's dropped out of the race, has she done anything to go and fix the situation with Myron Burrell? No, no why she, would ha- she no she hasn't. Why would she? So you, you go ahead and pick her, Biden. Just go right ahead. All right. But I'm just saying Jim Clyburn is already telling him, hey, you better pick a sister. You you better pick a sister. So let's see. Let's see. Here's what he says. He says, Clyburn urges Biden to pick a black woman as a running mate. African American women need to be rewarded for their loyalty. Hmm. Just don't pick a black woman if you don't want to. Go ahead. Who is Marsha Fudge? I, 
that's a new name. That's a that's a new name. Honestly, man. I honestly think that they're gonna take Stacey Abrams. I honestly believe that. I gotta believe that. In my so Karen Bass, Karen Bass is uh, she's a minority lawmaker, unprecedented cloud and over the pandemic. Uh, she's a black woman. That's a new name that's popped up. Uh, she this these are a couple of names that that um oh that Clyburn picked. So here, check this out. This ought to make you happy. Let's see, Marsha Fudge. Uh, let's see, the Hills Conover's report uh, says uh, she's a prosecuting attorney. She ain't get my vote. Uh, let's see, Marsha Fudge is one. Uh, Val Demings. Uh, let's see, Karen Bass. And the Atlanta mayor, Keisha Lance Bottoms. So why would you, why would Clyburn pick Keisha Lance Bottoms? And not Stacey Abrams. And not say anything about Stacey Abrams. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't know. Well, either way, you better pick a sister. I'm just saying. And I did say better. So you're not B E T T A. If he doesn't pick, if he doesn't pick, um, if he doesn't pick Stacey, I won't be voting for a presidential candidate. I will be voting for a presidential candidate, but it won't be a Republican. Or I Democrat. will not vote for one at all. I'm gonna I'm vote for a third party candidate, even though you don't know who they are. I'll, I'll find out when they uh, when they that, put them out. I'm not gonna vote for it, nobody. I just I'm I'll just vote not, down ballot. I can. I'm not gonna continue to vote for my oppressors. I vote down ballot. I will not vote if he doesn't pick a black woman. I will not vote for Biden. And I'm gonna tell you, if he doesn't pick a black woman, he can kiss his presidential aspirations he, he goodbye. Say, he gonna tell you you ain't black. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna tell you you ain't black player. Well, I'm just saying, if he doesn't pick a black woman, he can well, kiss his presidential aspirations. There are aspirations. people saying that if he picks a black woman, he's not gonna win. Okay. All right. Just don't pick one. Okay. And see, those those people that are saying it are the closet people who didn't want Obama to get elected. Okay? So don't pick one. Well, the thing for me is— I'm going to just say—I can only no, speak for me. The, just to address the argument, you can no longer tell me that a, that a black on a presidential ticket won't win. Mm-hmm. I already saw that was that, BS. That's my point. I've already seen that's BS. That's my so point. You can't tell me that anymore. That's my point. Stick them on there. Let's see what happens. And, and had the largest voter turnout than we in a presidential election— than we had ever seen. Yeah. So tell me again why a black person on the presidential ticket won't work because you don't have an argument. So don't pick a black woman, okay? Yeah. And I will be railing against your ass until the election. Yeah. Yeah. I promise or you. Or if you can find another, if you can find another half, uh, another mixed, uh, another mixed uh, president. And the white women can get behind. Well, because Kamala that's Harris. Voted, that's why they voted for Obama. They were like, you know what? He ain't really black. Nah, they was like, you know, remember when I was uh, in school and I was telling you about, <laughs> I was telling you about Tito play basketball. <laughs> if we'd have had a baby, he'd have been Obama. Mm-hmm. That's it, man. The white woman was like, yeah, I could vote for him. Mm-hmm. That's that could be my son right there from when I had that affair mm-hmm. with Tito when mm-hmm. I was in, when I when, was in when, when 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 you aborted Tito's baby. Stop, man. Stop. <laughs> I didn't say that part. I didn't say that part. But no, I mean, well, that's what happened. Seriously, stop it, man. You disappeared on Tito. He hadn't seen you in three years. Y'all come, y'all run across each other at the family reunion, and y'all, Tito asked you, hey, well, what happened, baby? You know, we were we were kicking it. We were good together. I got sick. <clears throat> you got problems, man. You got problems. 
So just don't pick a black woman. You y'all go ahead. Y'all go ahead with that mantra that if a black woman's on the ticket that you can't win. Go ahead. I know one thing. If one is not on the ticket, you won't win. You you really believe that? I, I promise you they won't. Because look, here's the bottom line. The climate is making an interesting point. The most loyal voting populace are black women. Okay? Now, now that the conversation is being had about you owe us for our vote, that's something that black people have been saying for you. See, this is a good thing one way or the other for black people. Here's why. Because for the first time in some time, we're finally hearing the mantra of black people saying, not all, but some who are saying, we've done this for you, this how long, we expect compensation. Okay. Okay. For the first time, we're hearing that. Now, if you don't do it now, then you ain't going to ever do it. It's that. your reports that are saying black pe- black women vote more than any other group. You mean vote for Democrats? I'm saying just voting, period. Black women vote more than any other group. That's white men, white women, black men, Hispanics, you name it. Now, they vote for Democrats 94% of the time. By the way, black men vote for Democrats 89% of the time. Now, you know black men going to follow their women. Yeah. So don't pick a black woman. You will, you will disappear into obscurity, Joe Biden, I promise you. Don't pick a black woman. And at this day and time, by the way, if you're not picking, if you're not picking a minority on your ticket, the odds of you winning are going to continue to get slimmer and slimmer. Because this country is becoming a majority-minority. We want representation, just like Hispanics, Asians, you name it. Don't pick a minority on your ticket. I, I dare you, I dare you, Joe Biden, to pick two white women. I mean, two, uh, two white males. I dare you. With zero go, go right ahead. Pick two, pick two white males. I dare you, and you're going to get a rude, rude awakening. I promise you. I'm looking forward to it. So let's see here. Um, let me see what Biden is saying. Let me see if this Sending is his record on race to Charlemagne the God on the popular radio. Oh, it's buffering. Darn it. Go show the Breakfast Club on Friday at one point telling the host that if you support President Trump, quote, then you ain't black. Quote, listen, you've got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden, Charlemagne said. It's a long way until November, and we've got more questions. Biden replied, quote, you've got more questions? Well, I tell you what, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Charlemagne responded by saying, quote, it has nothing to do with Trump, but that rather I want something for my community. So that was that was Biden's quote to Charlemagne. The God. Now I'm gonna be totally honest with you. See how he do you about your phone? They just like, hey man, listen, you ain't got no other choice. That's kind of how. I remember, I'll never forget this. That's kind of how your boy uh, uh, Jim Ross did when he ran for governor. Is it Jim Ross is not Jim Ross, but I can't even think of his name now. But when he ran for governor, that's what he was kind of like the black folks. He was kind of like, hey, listen, what's your what's your options? It's either me or it ain't nobody. 
Let's let's hear this. Here, here's the actual interview. Good okay. to see you. Same here. You know, you know, I've been critical of you. Um, I, I have a few things I want to talk to you about. Today. I know you have. Yeah. You don't know me. No, I don't. That's why I want to get to know you today. I want to get to know you today. Um, I want to talk to you about mostly black stuff. But you know, first of all, how are you? How's your family during this quarantine? Thank God, everybody's doing well. How about you and your family? Man, we over here blessed, black, and highly favored, man. Well, I tell you what, the black community's getting killed though. That is very, very true. That is very true. Um, you know, it's a, it's a lot of right wing media outlets. They they question you. They question your cognitive health. They don't they don't think <laughs> they don't think everything's working upstairs. What what do you say to that? I say I can hardly wait to meet with that guy who is the stable genius. <laughs> There's nothing stable about that guy. <laughs> you know, one, one thing I've been critical about is I feel like you've been like MIA during this global pandemic. You know, it's people like Governor Cuomo here in New York who have become political stars simply because we see and hear from them every day. So I'm just, I'm just like, how, I'm, I'm wondering how you're going to energize people and win a campaign from the House. Well, I tell you what, I'm doing, I'm, I'm following the rules, man. True. Number one, I'm keeping the rules. My governor says he doesn't want us out. I haven't been out. I wear my mask. I have a mask. I got Secret Service outside. I walk outside. I have it on. They get tested. And by the way, I'm beating them across the board. Mm -hmm. 160 million people have watched me so far on shows like yours. Okay. All the stuff about it hurting me. It's not hurting me. I'm winning in all those states. I'm ahead in all national polls. And uh, the more he talks, the better off I am. Yeah, we, we know polls, polls can be illusions, though. Like, you know, we, we looked at all the polls in 2016, too, and look what happened. Totally different, man. 2016 is totally different. What you had then is you had somebody who didn't, they didn't know it all. They wanted to just change the system the way it was. He was the biggest change. He had no serious opposition that turned out to materialize. And uh, so it's totally different. Right now, we're in a situation where it's like, you know, that Carney show goes through town once and you find out there's no pee under any one of those three shells that get pushed around. Mm -hmm. Next time it comes back, what do you do? Next time it comes back, you ain't playing. You got to figure it out. Okay. And let me tell you something. My community figured it out a while ago. But here's the deal. What I have to do is I have to continue to talk about the things that matter. And the things that matter are, for example, right now there's a study out of Columbia University and the Disease Control Center up there. They pointed out that if he had listened to me and others and acted just one week earlier to deal with this virus, there'd be 36,000 fewer people dead, dead, dead. And you guys are wondering what are we? What's he doing? Come on, man, get a life, get a life. This guy has been incredibly terrible. And what what we've had is, you know, back in when uh, in January, I said I wrote an article back in I think the 27th of January. I said this pandemic's here, we should act. Every other country that was acted around the time got, got the notice around the time we did, they have considerably fewer deaths as a percent of the population. I'm the guy that said we ought to take hard records and find out exactly how many people in the black community are getting COVID and are dying from it. And look what's happened. Now everybody's going, oh, surprise, surprise. Look, everybody knows this. We have to come back. We have to fight back. Mm -hmm. And you know, the crisis lays laying bare the institutional racism that's still prevalent in our society. And I believe we have to address it by transforming our economy and this time bringing everybody along. And we haven't, look, 
He started to undermine the pillars of the economy before. Look, the blinders, Charlemagne, in my view, have been taken off. Okay. Now people recognize that those essential workers, a disproportionate amount of them are African Americans, and they're breaking their necks, risking their lives, losing their lives. They're grocery store workers, they're bus drivers, they're delivery people, they're the people who are on the line. They are the they are they are the healthcare workers who are in a position where they're taking care of the nurses. I mean, and and they're making basically the minimum wage. So this time when we come back, we had not only rebuild, move this along. We not only rebuild, but we have to transform this economy. We can create millions of new jobs in transportation, energy structure. We can. There's jobs. A, a job is a lot more than a paycheck. It's about your dignity. It's about respect. It's about how you're treated. And that's how we built the from the working class to the middle class. But this time, we have to address the institutional racism. We've seen it more clearly now. In a, in a black majority county, they're six times more likely to die in a pandemic than a white county. They're disproportionately uninsured in the African-American community, disproportionately make up the essential jobs that, that, that they can't do at home. They're risking their lives every day. Enough's enough. And this Biden recovery I'm going to put together will bring everybody along. I'm going to build a better, a better future, not back to what we had, but a better, back to something better than we had. I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that. Um, I don't know if you saw a couple of weeks ago, um, Sean Combs, you might, you might know him as Diddy. Yeah. He, he said what I believe a lot of black voters, including myself, feel, and that's that Democrats take black voters for granted, you know, um, Votes are quid pro quo, right? It's not like I don't want to vote. I just want to know what candidates will do for us in exchange for our votes. The same way young progressive Latinos or the LGBT community. Absolutely. We want the same thing. Do you feel like black people are owed that from the Democratic Party? Absolutely, Pop. What did I say? Remember when they said Biden can't win the primaries? Yes. I kicked everybody's ass. I, excuse me. It I don't won. talk like that. I need you to say that. You did no, what? No. I won overwhelmingly. I told you when I got to South Carolina. I won every single county. I won a larger share of the black vote than anybody has, including Barack. I increased the vote in Virginia overwhelmingly by 70%. Look, what people don't know about me is I come from a state that's the eighth largest black population in America, the eighth largest. I get 96% of that vote for the last 40 years. It's, they're, they're the folks, as they say it my way, brung me to the dance. That's how I get elected every single time. And everybody's shocked. I get overwhelming support from the black leadership, young and old. Every poll shows me way ahead. And it's not just, I hear this, oh, yeah, old blacks are with Biden, but youngs aren't. Look at the polling data. Polling data, let's say it's off by half. Come on, man. Give me a little break here. This is where I come from. I got involved. I came home from college, and I had a job with a really fancy law firm out of law school. And my city is the only city in America occupied by the National Guard, the military, for 10 months when Dr. King was shot. And I had this fancy job, a kid coming from a, from a lower-middle-income household. I quit and became a public defender, and I stayed in that community. I was the only guy when I was in high school. I had a job, a country club kind of job with a, at a swimming pool. I was the only white employee in the East Side because I wanted to work in the projects, because I wanted to understand. That's how I got involved in the politics. 
That's what this is all about for me. It's about equality. It's about dignity. It's about treating people with respect. And so, you know, when you take a look at my record, people talk about the crime bill. Crime bill didn't increase mass incarceration. Other things increased mass incarceration. And the reason why, if you go back and look, and I know you talk about it, you go back and take a look. That's why you had the vast majority of the black caucus at the time supporting the crime bill. Almost every major city black mayor supported the crime bill because blacks were getting killed overwhelmingly as well. And what happened when that crime bill? It had four or five really important things. It had the Violence Against Women Act. It said drug court, don't send anybody who has a drug problem to jail, send them to rehabilitation, to a drug court. It had in it that had the, uh, the assault weapons ban, getting rid of assault weapons, getting rid of the, round, the number of rounds you could have in a gun. It also had in it a whole range of other things, but had things I didn't like. Clinton wanted to put in a deal where, in fact, three strikes and you're out. I opposed that three strikes and you're out bill. I oppose the position taken that saying that you're going to have any mandatory sentences. But on balance, the whole bill, what happened was it did, in fact, bring down violent crime in black communities as well. And guess what? The fact is prison population didn't increase. 94% of every prisoner in jail is in a state prison, not a federal prison, no federal law. And here's the deal. The one thing I opposed in that bill was people wanting to give money to state prisons to build more prisons. I opposed it. But the point was, on balance, everything from the assault women's ban to the violence against women ban to the drug courts, they were important. And now, look what we can do. Look, I've been pushing along with my colleagues in a black caucus in the United States Congress. We should change the entire, and I've been doing this for a while, change the entire prison system from one that is punishment to rehabilitation. There's only a couple things everybody has in common in jail. One is they were <clears throat> the victims of abuse of their kids were, or, their, or, their, or, their, or their mother was. Number two, can't read. Number three, they don't have any job skills. They were in a position where they didn't get a chance. Why does it make sense? Why did I come along and write the first act that said, when you get out of prison, you don't just get a notion where you get 25 bucks and a bus ticket. You end up under the bridge. You end up under the bridge and just do the same place. So every single solitary person being released from prison should have access to every single government program. Why does it not make sense to have African-Americans who are getting out of prison who <coughs> serve their time, everybody for that matter, be able to have public housing? Why does it make sense that they can have Pell Grants to go to school? Why does it make sense they can have access to health care? What are we, nuts? I, I that's what we keep doing. Yeah, so I, sorry, that's, uh, that's our time there. No, no, I, I, I'm sorry. Well, I know Jill has to use this, but I, I want I've talked too much. I apologize. No, let me, I, I got I to ask you, though, you know, why so much resistance on admitting the crime bill and, and other legislation you are a part of was damaging to the black community. Because we had Hillary on a few years ago, uh, and Ms. Clinton said that the crime bill, made, we made a lot of mistakes with that, and she wanted to atone for that by becoming the next president. Like She was wrong. What happened was it wasn't the crime bill. It was the drug legislation. It was the, inst the institution of mandatory minimums, which I opposed. 
Mandatory, man. I thought you create. I thought you uh, was a part of that in '84 as well. The Comprehensive Crime Control Act yeah. that established mandatory minimum sentences for drug offenses. Yeah. No, no. What happened was, you're, what you're confusing is what. What happened was, the Black Caucus came to me and said, "Look, one of the, well, I did this study when I was chairman of the Judiciary Committee. We looked at every district of the of the, of the ten court districts in America, federal court districts, and we found out that." If you got arrested for robbery and convicted, and I got arrested for robbery and convicted, it was the first time, you went to jail an average of 13 years. I went to jail an average of three years. So there was this whole move, same time for the same crime. So no one based on their color could go to jail longer than anybody else for the same crime. So what happened was there was a judicial selection committee setting up that how you deal with making sure that the sentencing process is taken out of the hands of uh, prosecutors saying, I'm going to want 12 years, 13 years for you, and three years for me. The end result of that was the unintended consequence, which we changed, Barack and I did, was the fact that you, in fact, all of a sudden, you could not lower my sentence or your sentence be uh, lower than what was the average sentence for everybody else going to jail in the districts. That's how that came about. It didn't say mandatory. We said to the judges, you can't send people to jail for the same crime different times. They have to be within a, 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 a framework. That's why that has been changed. And while I was vice president, I helped Barack, we reduced the prison population federally by 38,000 people. 38,000 people. And the only, the only mandatory was in there was carjacking, which I opposed, and three strikes and you're out, which is ridiculous. It only was imposed three times. But still, even once makes no sense. The idea of three ties, three strikes and you're out. Give me a break. And the other thing we have to do, one of the things that, you know, I was a public defender. I'm going to insist when I'm president that a public defender gets, a federal public defender gets paid the same amount of money as a federal prosecutor gets paid. So you have representation. People have representation. But the bottom line is, the other piece is, I'm going to try to change, and I've laid it out. I'll send you a copy of my plan. So you have it. To see every it. voice? Pardon me? What, deliver every voice or what? No, the one that I, the plan I have is my manifesto for black America. And, a, and particularly the portion of it that relates to how, in fact, we're going to deal with the prison system. If you are in prison, if you are convicted of a crime, no one should be going to jail for a drug crime, period. Nobody. Nobody. So, no so matter what the crime, particularly marijuana, which makes no sense for people to go to jail. They should be just wiped out completely. And I, the reason I, is that... But if anything, for those crimes that are actually continue to be crimes, scheduled crimes, as marijuana shouldn't be anymore, what is happening is you shouldn't go to prison. You should go to a, a mandatory rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. It costs less to put people in a drug rehabilitation program than it does in jail. And you have a chance. We've got to give people a chance. Well, you know, Vice President Biden, I've read some of your black agenda, and you say that you would decriminalize marijuana. What's the difference between legalizing it and decriminalizing it? Because they're trying to find out whether or not there is any impact on the use of marijuana 
not in leading you to other drugs, but what it affects, does it affect long-term development of the brain? And we should wait till the studies are done. I think science matters. I think we got decades. I think we got decades and decades of studies from actual weed smokers, though. Yeah, I do. I know a lot of weed smokers. <laughs> I want to ask you about your your, your running mate. Um, I don't know if you saw. Well, I saw the day that a news report broke that uh, Amy Klobuchar was being vetted, and a lot of people on social media they're not too happy about that. And um, it's because they want your running mate to be a black woman. I don't know if you saw the op-ed in the Washington Post by some of the leading black women voices in this country. And they feel since black women are such a loyal voting block and black people saved your political life in the primaries this year. They have things they want from you. And one of them is a black woman running mate. What, what do you say to them? What I say to them is that I'm not acknowledging anybody who is being considered, but I guarantee you there are multiple black women being considered. Multiple. We don't Thanks give so much. That's really our time. I apologize. You can't do that to black media. You I can't do that to white media and black media because my wife has to go on at 6 o'clock. Okay. Oh, uh oh, I'm in trouble. Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. Cause it's I a, will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more okay. questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. It don't have nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the fact I want something for my community. I would love to see Take you. Take a look at my record, man. I extended the voting racks 25 what? years. I have a record what? that is second to none. The I'm just going to say. What and we, the and, and, <laughs> and we played, I played the entire interview, all 18 minutes, on purpose. On purpose. Typically, we don't do that no, on we this don't show. Do that. We just okay? play a soundbite. But I wanted you all to get the full context of the conversation. And I'm gonna, and we got to go to, and we'll talk about this after the break. But I'm gonna tell you, when he looks back on that line, yeah, he's gonna regret that. Yeah, I promise you. Well, the thing I, I understand what he was saying. Yeah, the thing I found was really interesting when he when he started talking about the mandatory minimums and he started talking about the crime bill. I mean, yeah, man, you ain't even close. I mean, I wish, I wish, I wish uh, Charlemagne had went at him a little bit because there were a couple of things he should have asked, but he didn't. Because some of what he said was not true, totally not true, right? But I mean, if you remember, California has a three strikes and you're out rule. You know who they got that from? They got that from the federal government because the federal yep. government was talking about putting it in there. And what what I don't like what he talks about is when he talks about states, right? When he talks about states, uh, these the people who are arrested were in state courts, were in state jail, uh, state jails. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course they're in state jails because the states picked up the same rules. That the federal government puts in place. Yep. So, when you start talking about you, you have a different, you have a different, um, you get a different sentence for powder cocaine versus crack cocaine. Yeah, that's very deliberate. That's very deliberate, right? Because you know a majority of black, of black, black men are selling crack cocaine, whereas you would have, you would, you would think in your head that powder cocaine would be handled more mostly by white men. So, come on, man, it's just, it's just craziness. But. I think the comment itself, man, the comment he made at the end, I think that was that was political suicide, I think. I it, don't know. It was I, telling. I, I don't know. If, if you, I mean, for me, I can't vote for him. I just can't do it after that, regardless of who he picks as his running mate. Because to me, you, you, you all but said to me just then that you don't consider me to be intelligent to say something like that to me, that if you don't vote for me, then you ain't black. How the hell are you gonna tell me if I'm black or not? You ain't even, you ain't black. 
How you gonna tell me if I'm black? We'll talk about that. Black on the people other can't side. tell me if I'm black. Stop. <laughs> Stop that. Don't do that. At Marcos, hello to being a game changer and original. And to those who make it authentic, we say hello with the Founder Select Pizza, Old World Pepperoni, Sliced Italian Sausage, Mushrooms, on dough made fresh every day, and a sauce from the original Giamarco recipe. Hello to an Old World Original. Every store, every day, the Italian way. Hello, Primo. Did you know that 9 out of 10 people like chocolate? And the 10th person always lies. If you're that 10th person, guess what? We've got the special place for you. It's Cocoa Bell Chocolates. Cocoa Bell's handcrafted artisan products inspired by southern desserts for a nostalgic taste. For yourself or for the perfect gift, give us a call at 501-943-7570. That's Cocoa Bell Chocolates. Find out more about our direct services and ordering at CocoaBellChocolates.com. Hey, have you heard of COVID-19? Yeah, but I heard black people can't get it, so I'm good. Well, that's absolutely not true. And everyone is at risk of getting and spreading COVID-19. I'm curious, what else have you heard? I'm almost embarrassed to say, but I hear if you spray bleach all over your body, you can kill the viruses that have already entered your body. Wow, that's also not true. Truth is, there's no way to kill the virus because there's currently no cure. What you can do is take preventative measures and wash your hands regularly. Practice social distancing, stay home if you're sick, and clean and disinfect frequently touched surfaces. No, one more thing. So if I get the flu shot, that won't stop me from getting COVID-19? Correct. The flu shot can protect you from the flu. If you do begin to develop symptoms of COVID-19 like fever, dry cough, shortness of breath, call your doctor and find out if you should get tested. For more ways on how you can protect yourself and your family from COVID-19, visit ARMinorityHealth.com. Arkansas Minority Health Commission. Your health, our priority. Hey folks, are you looking for a place to exchange ideas and talk about the issues that affect our community? Then join me, David W. Coleman, and my co-host, Robert Webb, for Black Focus Radio. Every Monday through Friday, noon to 2 p.m. on joinedradio.com. We like to say, it's our issues, our solutions, our voices. Download the latest podcast on your favorite platform. Also catch us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. That's Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. You got it. England and Eastwood Rock's answer to your aggravation. The Joy Network. The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, welcome back to the show. We've got a guest coming up here in a little bit. 855-525-5683. We played a lot of the, well, we played the entire interview with Joe Biden because I wanted you all to understand the context. Quite often we hear bits and pieces, 
So if you have not heard the interview, you just heard it. And I'm going to say it like this. And I'm also going to echo a friend of mine who posted on my wall. At the end of the day, you as a white man can't tell me whether or not I'm black. It's just like you can't tell me whether or not something is racist because you've never experienced racism. Okay, but let me quote what one of my friends just posted on my wall. And when do white Americans stop being white because of their political preference? Because Donald Trump said that if you vote for Trump, you ain't black. You mean Biden. I mean Biden. He just said if you're voting for Trump, you ain't black. Well, it's, it's, I, just, I just find it to be. That's just amazing just that that came out of his mouth. That, that's, at this point, at, because of that, he got to pick a black woman now. No, he don't. Oh yeah, he does. He get my vote. I don't, give, I don't care who he pick, unless he's picked Stacey. Only way he get my vote, he picks Stacey. And he, even then, I'm I'm voting for him in protest. Even then, I'm voting for him in protest. So because man, how do you say that? How do you say that? How can you fix your mouth to tell somebody? Hmm. That's that's like me saying, you know what? If you don't vote for Joe Biden, you ain't a woman. Hmm. Yeah, you're a woman just because you are a woman. You're a woman because of your because of your chemical your genetic makeup. You are a woman. So I can't say that. I mean, that's craziness. Well, he did. I don't understand that. He I don't, did. But I don't understand how, he got, how he's gotten away with it. Well, he, he, uh, he's not. It just happened last night. And this has been, this has been trending all over social media. For, but whoever the lady was in the background, she was like, he about to do something. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is it. And Joe Biden was like, oh, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I got this. I took my medicine. I still got yep. like 20 more minutes. <laughs> I got this. I got this. Let me, let me hold it down. So. And then he said it. Hey, let me just let me. And he leaned to the camera like, let me let you know something, player. Mm-hmm. Let me let you know this. You know what I mean? I mean, he leaned you in ain't on black. it. He leaned in on it. You think you're black just because you listen to black music, just because you eat pancakes and soul food. You ain't black. Really, only, thing, only thing missing, man. Only thing that's missing is we needed we needed uh James Brown in the background playing. I'm black and I'm proud. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Yeah, you ain't black if you voting for Trump player. You ain't that's black. That's crazy. He's gonna have to have he's gonna have a male copa on that. He better. He don't <laughs> if he doesn't, he don't I don't I don't expect that he gets it. You know, it, and, and he also pulled the the I got black friends card. Not, now he, not ever good. He he didn't say not that, not but he went with, you know, I was a public defender. You know, I left I left my ritzy place to go work in the black community. I'm blacker than you. Yeah, that's always amazing to me. That's always he pulled amazing. that card, too. And what troubles me about that is that I don't like when people say they're black. I don't like the connotations that they put on it, right? And, and they're 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 making the assumption that to be black you got to be poor, to be black you got to be whatever whatever. It's always something negative. It's never anything positive, right? Mm-hmm. That I don't like. That's why people were saying Bill Clinton was the first black president, right? That always angered me because what are you saying? You're not you're not picking a you're not picking like Jimmy Carter to be your first black president. You're picking Bill Clinton, and why are you picking him? Because he cheated he cheated on his he cheated on his wife. In the Oval Office, so that's why you pick him. But then women, and women were the ones doing it. And then what blew my mind was for women to be talking about, men, black men ain't no good. But you had, but a white man, it's okay for a white man to do it. And you love a white man when he does it, but when a black man does it, oh no. 
That was crazy to me. I mean, how you go? I want, first, I want to say two things. Can you hear me? Yeah, okay, if you're, talk, if you're talking to the mic. mic. <clears throat> All right. First, I want to say, uh, Joe, what Joe was trying to say was, I don't think he was trying to pull up, I have black friends. Cause I, trying to, I think he was trying to say was that he's got a lot, a lot of experience with black people because he's worked there with black people for a very long time. And uh, apparently, in his state, he's got a, what, 96% of the black vote. And he said no. He said he had the eighth largest black population mm-hmm. in his state. But he said that when he, whenever he ran there, the eighth largest black population in this state. Eighth largest black. Do you know what? He, do you know? You know what he's a senator of, right? Delaware. Okay. And Delaware has the eighth largest black population. Maybe I mean. No, it does. It does not. Now I will say this. Delaware got some fine black women. They got women. some fine women. That's, I'm going to tell you, and the majority of them are women. chocolate. They got some beautiful black women. I mean, women. dark chocolate. Beautiful black Woo! women. But no, but that, that's not true. No. So here no, we go. that's not but true. Still. And uh, also, yeah, I agree with you. I think that whenever people say uh, black people, whenever people, people talk about politics and they say black people, I think that they mean poor people. They don't mean They don't mean black, black people. people, yeah. I think that whenever anybody says anything about black people in politics, it means poor people. But I guess it's just a... I don't know. Um, guess uh, more politically correct way to say black people. I guess. Well, well, here's what I got out of that interview. Joe Biden came into that interview wanting to have a sister soldier moment. Okay, now you may you're probably too young to understand what I'm saying, but during the time when Bill Clinton was running for president, there was a young lady by the name that she was an activist. She went by Sister Soldier. And she talked about advocating for black causes. And in his first interview with her, well, actually, they were on stage. I want to say it was on Donahue. Bill Clinton tore her up. And he did that because he wanted to curry favor with white people. And many people point to that moment in white people who were on the fence in deciding that they were going to vote for Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. This is, and they still refer to it today. What is that? The sister soldier moment. That's my phone. Oh, your phone. Okay. okay. They still refer to it today as the sister soldier moment. If you listen to how he sounded, he, his, his tone was adversarial, in my opinion. He wanted to have a moment to show the black guy that I can be tough. And that wasn't the place to do it. It just wasn't. And he and and he in my opinion, he fell flat. He just did. That's that's just me. Okay, so this is this so I'm I'm finna give y'all something real quick. The following is a list of US states, territories, and the district and the District of Columbia ranked by the ranked by the proportion of African Americans in the population, right? All right, so Joe Biden said that Delaware was number eight. And then number ten and they have approximately 20% of their population is made up of black folks, and that's 191,814 folks. Um, number eight is actually Alabama with 26% of the population. They, may, they have uh, 1.2 million. Um, number 14, Arkansas is number 14 at 15%, and they have 449,895. The great old state of Texas is 21. I thought it would be higher, and it has 11.9%. That's 2.9 million. 
Yeah, crazy. What does Delaware have? Delaware has uh, 20%. It's 20% of the population is black, making uh, for a number of 191,000. So where does that rank in the country? Number It's number 10. Number 10. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Well, he, he went too far off. Well, he wasn't too far off, but uh, I, I'm curious about actual numbers. What are what the actual mean? numbers those as are, opposed to percentage? That's Those are the numbers. So they, they make up black folks in Delaware make up 20% of the population. And that number is 191,814. But, again, you're talking about Delaware, which is one of the smallest states in the union. Yeah. So there are only 190,000 black people in Delaware. Right. You juxtapose that to other states as far as actual numbers, then they're not 10. No, well. You get my point? They're doing this. They're doing this base. Well, you got to. So, okay. Let me give you. uh, Let me give you this. So if you look at Georgia, Georgia's number five, right? Mm-hmm. Georgia's number five at thirty-one percent. And how many? What are the actual numbers of that thirty-one percent? Um, two thousand, the thirty-one percent for Georgia is uh, two million nine hundred fifty thousand four hundred thirty-five. So you got to remember what they're doing now. They're doing this based on percentage of the population. They're doing per capita. Yeah, pretty much. Well, not per capita. They're basing this on the percentage of the population. Just like uh, the Virgin Islands is number one. At seventy six percent. Right. I mean, I understand that, but that's where you can you can play with numbers and make yourself sound good. Not really, because I understand what he was saying in this, right? So I understand what he was saying. I understand what he's saying too. But if you if you go back and you do this and you put this in proper perspective, then Delaware is not even in the top forty. But but that's my point. Yeah, is that when you the proper perspective is actual numbers? Because he was talking percentage wise. Yeah. He was not talking about actual numbers because I guarantee you there are multiple states that have more than 191,000 black people. I guarantee you that. I guarantee you Delaware isn't in the top 20. Alaska has four, their population is 4.27% black, right? 23,263. I bet half of those are military. I I would argue that that to be the case as well. You, um, I mean, you got Rhode Island, right? Rhode Island is uh, they're, they're number thirty, and their population is seven point five percent. They got seventy nine thousand seven hundred nineteen. You so you see, what I'm saying, I mean, they're doing this. They're doing this based solely on the percentage of the population that's black. That's it. They're I not understand. Doing, they're that. not doing it on the number of generates. Th- that's that's because my, if we did it on the number of generates, then they'd be at the very they way down the list. Yeah, that's down, my point. Yeah. So that's how you can take numbers to make them fit your argument when you really. That's why I tell people, look into the numbers. When you look into the numbers, then you begin to realize that, hey, 191,000 black people, uh, uh, considering that state, uh, that's, that's not a badge of honor that you can walk around to carry, in, in my opinion. So, anyway. So, who would you think would have the largest black population? I would probably say Mississippi or South Carolina. Nope. New York. Okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense. New York is number 15 at 15.18%, and their population is 3,073,800. Yeah, that makes sense. What about what about California? You know what? I didn't even see California. Man, where's California? Because I know a whole lot of black wow. people. Wow, California's at 31. California's at 6.67%. That's how, how, what's the total number? 
Uh, two million two hundred ninety nine thousand seventy two. Hmm. Well, uh, that's uh, pretty. That's pretty impressive, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. California would even be in the California would even be in the top five because mm. you'd have tech. Uh, you'd have tech. You have Texas, New York, Georgia, Florida. Um, dang, North Carolina got two million two million black folks. Yeah, you're gonna find that many of the southern states are gonna be close to that number. Most, particularly uh, those migration states, those early uh, early slave states. So California would be California would actually be probably five or six, mm. five or six is you know as, as black numbers. population. Yeah. Okay. But you know, looking at this man, it makes you know you, you don't think about it when you when you go to these places, but you also think the population in these places are are so much more. Let me see when this is. Let me see how accurate. Oh, this is from the 2010 census. So. This is this it's is probably increased. This is ten years old. Yeah. yeah, so it'd be interesting to see the new one that comes mm-hmm. out. But you know, when you go to cities, man, you don't even think about. You know, you always think that there's this, like this overwhelming number of black people, but there's only what? There's only what thirteen million black? Is it? No, it's not thirteen million. Whatever the number is, we, we, I think we are thirteen million because now uh, Hispanics are sixteen million. Mm-hmm. That's and Hispanics right. w- with third class citizens now we're no longer second class, but. Well, it's as Richard Pryor said, impressive. they found them some some new niggas. Yeah, they <laughs> did. They did. <laughs> that is true, my friend. Also, one of the other things that he talked about in that interview, and I, I thought that was one of the better interviews I've heard Charlemagne the God uh, uh, conduct. I'm not a big fan of his uh, at all, uh, and but that was one of the better interviews. Uh, what he's got to be more adept at is not letting his interviewee. Uh, dominate the time well that's how they do though when, when you know the first time i had the mayor on my morning show mm-hmm. first time i had him on there when i tell you i ask him hey how you doing today oh man he gave me this long soliloquy right i was like come on dude don't do that he right. talked he talked 15 minutes about how he was doing right so i mean that's, that's how they do when but, they don't want to answer the question uh, exactly so what you as an adept interviewer you have to break in. You know, you just be polite and say, well, if that's the look, first I, I don't mean to cut you off, but we got a, yeah. we got a short window. I got is, a lot of questions for you. Let's try to get some others Dave, in. We're not like you, Dave. The first time uh, of course, I, the first time I, I've I been had in this business on, for 35 the years. The first time I had him on, I did not want to be – I did what I did not want to come off as, you know, like being That's because you were playing golf with him. I did not want to come off as being abrasive. So I still didn't play golf, by the way. I didn't want to come off as, how, be, as how being you know abrasive. How do you know that? Have you asked? Have I asked what? To play golf with him? No. How do you know he doesn't play golf? Because he doesn't. How do you know? Because I never seen him at the golf course. That doesn't mean he doesn't play. Yeah, it does. Okay. I'll, I'll so bet you asked. So here we go. So I n- we never, ever, 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 I never, ever wanted to come off as confrontational, so I didn't ask him a bunch of questions. I, I mean, I just let him ramble. But the next time he came on, yeah, we got that right. Mm, okay. But yeah, but but the thing is, I understand Charlemagne not wanting to go in on him right there. I mean, he wants to let the no, man no. You're not going in on someone by by simply limiting the time that they have to answer a question. We we know in this business, you know, we're fortunate here at Joynet where we have interviews. They last thirty minutes. Most time an interview is seven and eight minutes, tops. You know, when you're on that clock. You got a, you know, you got a time where you your your break is at the thirty, and yeah. your next break is at the forty. You got eight minutes, so you don't want someone dominating that whole eight minutes just through salutations. So what you've got to do, you you preface the interview by simply saying, "We've just got a few minutes 
for the interview. Yeah. We're, we're going to pop off some quick questions, and if you don't mind, make your answers short. Interesting, they understand Interesting that. fact, man. So down here at the bottom of this, uh, down here at the bottom of this <laughs> list, it says uh, African-American percentage of population 1790 to 2010 by U.S. state and territory. What's really interesting here is that Georgia and Alabama averaged, they averaged for at least 40%. Uh, their population was forty percent African American. Not surprised. I am not. Not but it, but it makes more sense. But now everything. I mean, to some people, everything should make more sense now. And by that, I mean that when uh, when they started saying, "Hey, immigrants, feel free to come. We'll give you land," because if you look at this, if you look at these population numbers, based on based on the the settlers that were already here, the blacks were starting to slowly outpace them, and so. Yeah. If the blacks had, if the blacks had known that at some point, I, I want to say I can't remember the year now, but at some point, I think the blacks were like, we, we I say blacks like I'm not one. I think we were like close to. I want to say it was like, it was like two to one, right? Uh, no, three to one. That's the that's the uh, three fifths compromise. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the population of blacks to whites. I think it was like two to one. Well, that's like why I'm saying. For every two that, black, it was one white. Right. That's why they came up with the three-fifths compromise and the Electoral College. Well, yeah, I dig the Electoral College. Right. But my point was just, you know, this this explains how they open up the borders to everybody and say, come on in because we need more Right, because yeah. they, they knew. I mean, there have been stories. They, if Part of the reason that they did not want uh, you know the 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 stories of rebellion. We don't know. Historians will tell you, we don't know half of the rebellions that right, took place right, because nobody recorded them. Well, they recorded them, but they made a conscious effort in the South to make sure that black people did not know about them, because they knew that had black people rebelled, black people in the South, even at the height of slavery outnumbered white people two and three to one. Okay, so here it goes. This is what I was looking for. So, okay, in 1800, in 1800, you ready for this? In the Midwest, blacks made up 78% of the population, Mm -hmm. right? And in 1810, just 10 years later, they made up 52% of the population. And you know why? Well, hold on. The Northeast made up 73% of the population at that time. Mm-hmm. So they were migrating. They were running to the north. And they were running west. Yeah, running. they were running. Well, the, the Great w- Migration came the through. The west doesn't actually, um, the west doesn't actually um, but remember have wh- any numbers to 1850. But, but remember what the west was. Right. The rest wasn't California yeah. and Arizona. So The west was Oklahoma well, and Texas. Well, check this out. And... 1850, the West made up, the West was 97% black. Right. 97%. Because most. In 1850. Right, because most blacks the during that time. The Northeast was 99% black mm-hmm. in 1850. Well, here's why. Where did the Underground Railroad go? It went yeah, up the, it East, went Coast. Up the East Coast. And those who didn't take the Underground Railroad, by the way, a lot of people don't realize there was an Underground Railroad in Mexico. History note there. Now check this out. Okay. Now, if you if you look at the South, in 1790, the South's black population was 4.7 percent. In 1790, in 18, 
hundred it was six point seven. In eighteen ten it was eight point five. In um eighteen twenty it was eight point two. Now what's what's really interesting about this is that if you look at the northeast and the midwest, the northeast's population in seventeen ninety was forty percent, right? It just it it just like exploded. It went from forty percent in seventeen ninety to um fifty six percent in eighteen hundred. I mean, it just literally exploded. Well, and that's all because of slavery. Yeah, it just literally you exploded. Know, it was believed that the North was more liberal when in actuality it wasn't. But Well the Northeast because you know in uh in states like is it it's not Delaware. I want to say it's Vermont, one of them. You can you can vote. You still vote in prison. Mm-hmm. You don't lose your voting rights. You mm-hmm. still vote in prison. Mm-hmm. You ha- they actually set up booths in prison and you go vote. Right. Yeah. Right. So so but a lot of that had to do with where people were migrating to avoid slavery. The northeast and the west. Thus Bass Reeves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um so that's not those numbers are not surprising at all. Also uh one of the other things that was brought out uh in that interview was you know and this is what really bothers me by I saw I heard someone on the news this morning say that by next week there will be over 100,000 dead people from COVID-19 by next week by next Wednesday. Think Where of, we at now? 60 we are no, bro. We're at 92,000 right now. Damn. Okay. Excuse me, y'all. So the United States, uh, <sighs> according to NPR, and you've got to be an idiot because there's so much fodder out there for you to attack Trump. That's why that gaffe by Biden, you don't even have to go there because had – According to reports, had we started social distancing just one week earlier, just one week, we could have prevented 36,000 people dying from COVID-19. Man, that's huge. So if I'm a campaign manager, because periodically, you know, I, I make videos. You know, I was riding into the station this morning and thinking about some, so many campaign uh, commercials that I could make. Uh, about Donald Trump, the one I was thinking about this morning. I just got a text, man. It says, uh, I gotta, let me read this real quick. It says, uh, the, US, the U.S. Census sent us 2018 data showing mm-hmm. the percent of African-American population in each state. Delaware was in seventh place. About 22.5% of the population is black. The top states in order were Mississippi, Louisiana, Georgia, Maryland, Alabama, South Carolina, Delaware, and North Carolina said, granted, but again, those said, are percentages. Yeah, it says, granted, raw numbers don't rank them, but it is the eighth in population percentage. Per- percentage wise. Yeah, percentage so wise. you can make that argument, but when you drill down into the numbers, that argument doesn't hold water. But you can certainly make the argument. Well, okay? you, you use what so, you got, Dave. So he had it. He used we're expecting it. a guest to call us. I'm, I'm, well, I'm kind of. Maybe he's not going to call. Maybe he's, maybe he's not going to call. Well, that, that, if he doesn't, that'll be cool. Uh, we'll get him next week. So, um, But I, I just found it interesting that you could end up, if we simply would have started this 37 uh, days earlier, the number of people that have died could have been, been simple. But I was talking about the commercial. So one of the things that we are realizing now with Donald Trump is that this is the uh, most corrupt 
um, the most corrupt um, administration that we've ever seen. And I find it laughable that you no, try you to. You can't say that, man. Ulysses S. Grant was far more. I'm saying that we've guy. ever seen. Oh, okay, okay this seen. is modern times. All right, cool. I, I agree. Ulysses S. Grant, he, well, halftime he was drunk, so he didn't know what yeah. was going on. Um, but for I, I was thinking about this commercial. Pigs at a trough. And little pigs feeding on mama pig. And naming all of the graft and corruption as a mama pig, as a baby pig. There's so many commercials you could come up with with Donald Trump because the, he's so attackable. You could run, uh, as a matter of fact, the, uh, the Lincoln, what do they call them, the Lincoln people, the, 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 um, the, the, the Republicans who are, are running ads against Donald Trump. Oh, Lincoln Republicans? They're called, the, their, their organization is called the Lincoln something but they're lincoln republicans though that's what they say they're lincoln republicans um but he, here's the thing they ran an ad yesterday that was just ripe they attacked and i don't think i've ever seen this before they attacked trump's campaign manager i think his name is rick pascal okay. and they talked about how much money he's making and getting rich off of donald trump and they talked about him driving a Lamborghini mm-hmm. and just went through a list of stuff that he had accumulated. He started as a website designer and now he's a multimillionaire because of Donald Trump. So that's a commercial that they ran yesterday. The Lincoln Project, that's what they call it. Lincoln Project. Okay. Um, but the point being is there is so much stuff um, so much stuff that you can run Donald Trump on, run against him. You just, I mean, just run an ad. He, and, you know, I, I, could, I could run an ad on uh, him being a pathological liar. Just, run a, just roll the tape of him saying just for 30 seconds, lie after lie after lie after lie. Just run it for 30 seconds. See, those are subliminal things that people, you think you're not listening to them, but you are. So there are plenty of things that he can go after Donald Trump on if he just holds his faculties. And what I think Joe Biden is doing is he's trying to get that that gruff exterior, you know, uh, exterior to try to position himself as a tough guy. I'm going to take on all comers. And I don't think it worked well with him in this particular case. It just didn't. It just didn't. So never we'll does. See. So we'll we'll see how it, how it plays out. Uh, also, we mentioned the fact that uh, former Detroit Mayor Kwame Kilpatrick has been granted early release. Uh, people were questioning that at first, but apparently it is so. Uh, I did not know he had been sentenced to twenty eight years. Yeah. Uh, I knew he had been sentenced for a long time, but they they had planned to do him dirt good good fashion, yeah. and uh, he has been granted clemency, according to the uh, the the governor of uh, of Illinois, and all of you people who have been loving on Kwame, saying, you know, why ain't Kwame getting out? Y'all letting all the black and the white folks out. Why ain't you letting Kwame out? Well. 
Kwame out now. Can y'all choose another Kwame black guy? Kwame be free. Can y'all choose another black guy now? Kwame be free. I'm just saying. Just choose another black guy. Kwame be free. Yeah, will, will y'all do that? Can y'all choose another brother? Who's another brother that's in? How about how about cars? Why ain't cars out? Let Bill Cosby out. Why not? Maybe Trump will free him. Yeah. Maybe Trump will free Cosby. Uh, that ain't going Cosby. That ain't why, why, you say, why you looking at me like that, man? What's wrong? What, what, what? Trump, no. He shouldn't do that. <laughs> he should free Cosby. Why, why shouldn't he free Cosby? Man, we do. What's because up? Cosby did what he did. If, if, if you he said did, if he did, if he did, so you're not saying, so you're not doing. saying he's totally guilty. I don't think he did that to all fifty women, but why don't you think he did it to all fifty women? Just curious. Like Bill Cosby, first off, Bill Cosby was a busy man. I, I doubt he had the time to go and uh, pop pills and women's drinks and molest them. Oh, uh, see, so you have Maybe. no idea what was going on in the seventies, brother. Yeah, everybody's popping pills. I'm gonna <laughs> tell you, bro. You have no idea, but yeah. but it's it, Bill Cosby though. He doesn't have to. It's Bill Cosby, especially back then. That's man. the same thing I said about Mike Tyson. Yeah, but yeah. see, see, Cosby had he was the honorary black guy back then, you know. Because remember, Cosby was one of the early black males who was starring in his uh, in a in a sitcom, his own role. You remember what that show was? Right. I Spy. Oh yeah. Remember that? That yeah. was that was in the sixties. And then Cosby had his own variety show at one point. Every Monday night before Monday Night Football, it was the Cosby show. Remember right, that? Right, right. And then, of course, you had Flip Wilson. and uh, No, uh, Cosby show came on on Thursday. It came on Monday nights. No, Cosby show was Thursday night, man. I'll never forget that. Uh, okay, I thought it was Monday. It was Thursday well, night. One, it, well, maybe it was the Flip Wilson show that was Monday nights. One of them was on Monday night. I don't remember Flip. Okay. I'm going to Google it. One of them was on Monday night. But Cosby was that honorary black guy. So, yeah, white women were all over him. And drugs was prevalent. You know, I guarantee you that a lot of things that Cosby did, there were white guys who did the same things. Because Cosby wouldn't have been able to get away with those things if white guys wasn't getting away with. You understand what I'm saying? He wouldn't have been able to get away with those things. Again, you're talking about all this happened during the height. Of the drug of the, of the Playboy Mansion. Well, that's true. Uh, yeah, his that's show true. was on Thursday nights. Okay, so that's true. So, you know, but either way, I mean, if you want to castigate Cosby, then you got a you got a uh, someone sitting in the White House who was equally as bad or worse. A lot of people don't realize that there is a lawsuit hanging out there that has been hanging out there prior to him becoming president about him molesting a 13-year-old girl, allegedly molesting a 13-year-old girl. That lawsuit is still out there, okay? Uh, there's also pictures of him, him being Donald Trump, with uh, what's, what was uh, Epstein, the child molester that killed himself? There are pictures of him um, with Donald Trump, and there's pictures of Donald Trump behind what looks like a very young girl. And I found it interesting yesterday in listening to uh, yesterday morning, listening to Morning Joe, one of the women uh, who's on the show made the point because prior to that, his guest had said Donald Trump's predilection for younger women or, or young girls and Morning uh, and Joe Scarborough quickly corrected him. No, you don't really mean he had a predilection for young underage girls. You just mean younger women. 
And the guy said, and the white guy who said it, he said, yeah, you're right about that, da-da-da-da-da. But, but quickly, one of the female guests echoed exactly what was said. Yeah, there is evidence that Donald Trump had a predilection for underage girls. Because he talked, they also talked about him saying that, hey, if, and that was another campaign I add that they were talking about that could be run. They were talking about him, remember him saying that if Ivanka wasn't his daughter, he'd go out with her. He'd be dating her. Who says that? You see, you know, so my point being is that there is so much information out there that you can run looped ads against this guy. If the Democrats lose this, then they deserve to lose it. Because even, even when you look at, when you juxtapose Hillary Clinton, the difference in Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton was that Hillary came into that 2016 race with the equal oh, wait a minute, with the wait a minute, wait with a the minute. equal amount of oh, I read this of now. dislikes. Hang on a minute. With the equal amount of dislikes okay. as Donald Trump. This is, hell with Donald Trump. It says neighbors have just sent me screenshots of other posts on their private Facebook group of Satilla Shores residents saying Santilla Shores. Santilla Shores, whatever mm-hmm. it is, saying they indeed planned on killing the wrong. Uh, the wrong black people who came in that neighborhood. So if they got a chance to do so, this was this was from Sean King. They and, uh, who Cliff just sent this to me. Huh? The McMichaels. I guess it's the and McMichaels. Roddy Bryan. I guess it's the McMichaels. Okay, because if it's not the the McMichaels or Roddy Bryan, they planned they planned this. Is what he's saying. They oh, okay. Okay, so if if you don't have that direct link to them, it's irrelevant. It's, it's, it's inadmissible in court. Now, the question is, now, if you're talking about like a neighborhood watch and the uh, and uh, the McMichaels were involved in that neighborhood rot, watch, yeah. then that's premeditation. By the way, your, no. boy, your boy has been arrested, Roddy Bryant, you know, the guy who cut his hair, was sitting on TV all innocent. I just want my family back. I didn't, yeah. I didn't do anything but film it. But he never explained, well, Roddy, how is it that you were happen to be there filming that? <laughs> yeah, that don't matter, bro. Roddy, why is it that you didn't call 911? Yeah. Mm. So now he's been arrested and charged with uh, first-degree murder as I well. Need to, I need to remind everyone because I think it's important that people understand what Clinton said. I want to remind you of what he said in his debate with uh, Stephen Douglas in the, in the presidential debate. He said a lot Charles of things Illinois in that debate. On September 18th, 18, 1858. Don't be talking about my president. Lincoln made Don't his, be talking about my president. Lincoln made his he position He freed clear. us. Lincoln we is free, Massa. We is free. Lincoln made his position clear. I will say then, and this is a, and I'm, I am quoting him. Uh, Lincoln made his position clear. I will say then that I am not, nor ever have been, mm-hmm. in favor of bringing about any way mm-hmm. the social and political mm-hmm. equality of the white mm-hmm. and black races. Mm-hmm. He began. Going on to say that he opposed blacks having the right to vote, mm-hmm. to serve on juries, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. to hold office, mm-hmm. and to intermarry with whites. Mm, there you go. Mm-hmm. What he did believe don't, don't, was. Don't be soiling our little white princesses. What he did believe was, like all men, blacks had the right to improve their condition in society mm-hmm. and to enjoy, listen carefully, mm-hmm. the fruits of their labor. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. In this way, they were equal to white men. And for this reason, slavery was inherently unjust. Mm. All right? That's it. You can make money, but that's it. Don't touch our white women. Nothing. Nothing else. Don't that's touch it. Our, so, so, see, this is why I tell, I say Democrats don't get it. Because every time a damn Republican brings up Lincoln and claims that it was it was Lincoln who but freed, I, I think I don't think on, they even understand when they bring him up what they're bringing up. Well, but that's because they're ignorant of history, they're ignorant of facts. They're devoid of facts. But devoid of facts. So every time a white Republican brings up Lincoln and claims that we are the party that freed the slaves, yeah, not so much, bro. Not so all much. you have to do now, you might make the argument that twenty years ago. That you couldn't, you couldn't, you didn't really know those facts because you had to go and do some research. But now you all you got to do is type in Lincoln's views on race. Google it. It's a wonderful tool. Every time a white Republican brings up that fact, a, whomever they're talking to, if they, if they are op, on the opposite of the spectrum, you ought to slap them with those. Yeah, but they take that to be fact. They take that to be fact. Because but that's because that's what, what what when you meet the average black kid, mm-hmm. I I remember back in the day they had this little poem about I want to say the first ten presidents or the you know one the first ten it was the 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 most famous presidents so George Washington was one and you would always say well what did the teacher would say well what did George Washington do he cut down a cherry tree okay. Mm-hmm. Remember though, yeah, remember that. Yeah. Well, what did Thomas Jefferson do? He signed the Declaration of the Independence. Right. What did Lincoln do? He freed the slaves. Yeah. Crazy. You see that? Yeah, crazy. They didn't say George Washington owned slaves. They didn't say Thomas Jefferson owned slaves. No, but that wasn't the point. The point was to to tie to tie Lincoln to freeing the slaves. Right. So what that has been over the years is a subliminal lie well, that they that the school system put into not only white kids but black people too. Well, this is the thing that I think is important, and we always talk about playing the game and understanding how the game is played and how we should play that game as well, right? So this country for us. Now, I want you to listen very carefully. This country for us is not set up for us to be successful working for somebody else. That's not how we're to be successful in this country. Because if we go get a job for somebody, we're not going to be successful in this country. For us to be successful in America, we have to create jobs. Because there it says that we should be able to enjoy the fruit of our labor. Mm. Right? Okay. Now, some people can say, well, they're saying you should go get a job. No. If you understand that this man, these people, or I'm saying these people, and by these people I mean Republicans, that's why they have the mentality that you got to pull yourself up by your own bootstrap, right? Because what they're saying is, it's out here for everybody. If you ain't going out there and getting it, you don't want it. Because, see, to them, you've been free to chase your own money. And if you chase it by getting a job, then that's on you. 
We ain't tell you to do that. But if you do it, so be it. You with me? Well, so all you, be it. All you're doing is going back to the cotton field. To some degree. Th- th- that's what to you're doing. To some degree. Yeah, to some Look, degree. Well, this, 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 this order back to work is a classic example of that. Yeah, to some degree. The majority of the people that, that work these front-end jobs are black and poor. Okay? Yeah. So what did they tell you? They even got bold and said, hey. Look, you don't go back to work. I'm cutting your unemployment. Well, I like a quote to hear P. Long say. He'll be long said, if you're gonna be mixed up in something, it ain't no good being mixed up to mixed up in if you ain't gonna be mixed up all the way to the top. There you go. It ain't no need. So and here we are. I mean, although good old boy, when you start quoting Huey P. Long, boy, you the crooked Huey P. Long. <laughs> I, I like Huey P. Long, and I think Huey P. Long is really misunderstood. Oh, I'm sure he was. I mean, he did a lot of good stuff. Man. Yeah, he did a lot of bad stuff too. He was a damn crook. See, that's that's the I don't believe he was a crook. I really don't. I think some of the things he did look criminal because he <laughs> made it what? See that? See that? Did you just say look criminal? Just look criminal. <laughs> Let me give you something. Man. Regardless of all those We ain't got enough time. Regardless of all them all those laws he broke. Oh I, no, no, I, you know. He, but you know what? But, He's doing nothing more than what your boy is doing right Who? now, Donald Trump. No, they're not even close. Not even close. Not even close. Not even close. I'm telling you, he's doing nothing more than what Donald Trump is doing. Had political cronies, got paid under the table. He's doing nothing more than Donald Trump. But Huey P. Newton did what everybody was doing at the time. You mean Long. I mean Huey P. Long. Yeah. He did what everybody else was doing at the time. Now, Does that make it well, right? Hold on. Hold on. The difference between what he did, what he did, and how he did it, they actually took their things and they built things in the community. It wasn't like they was just taking the money and pocketing and doing their thing. They also they also built stuff with that money. It wasn't like they were just these other cats were taking really this just, money. Did you just? Really I did say because that. it's true. These other guys were taking the money. And they were fat cats. So did so so did the the mafia on the East Coast. They built things in those communities. That's that was their own community though. Yeah, they built things in yeah. those communities. They and killed point, they killed point? a lot of people. Yeah, and your point. You know, sometimes so, you got to uh, get rid of a couple of bad apples. You just got to do it. <laughs> they spoiled. You got to get rid of the spoiled ones. All righty then. Uh, Louisville police chief announces retirement after his officers e- uh, executed Breonna Taylor. So uh, the Louisville police chief, Steve Conrad, uh, has decided that he's going to take his money and go home. He's going to retire. He ain't going to deal with y'all mess. It's amazing how they are able to get away with murder. Okay. There was something else I saw. I'm trying to remember. One of, uh, and I, I thought about you, and I, I've, mis- I've misplaced the story, Robert. I thought about you, you know, because we always get upset when these white boys go out and kill somebody, and then the white folks set up a GoFundMe. And they end up with thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars, or half a million, for that matter. I want to say there was a GoFundMe account for an event that just happened. I want to say the little eleven-year-old black girl that was accosted by the teacher. I may be wrong in that, but they that someone set up a a GoFundMe and they raised fifty thousand dollars. I want to share something with you right quick because I don't like you talking about my boy. Okay. So. In 1934, this is what my boy did. He uh, let me ask you something before you do that. You, no, no, did, no, no, did, don't do that. 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 I know what you're trying to do. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. 
So here we had this uh, Share Our Wealth was mm-hmm. a movement that began in February of 1934. Mm-hmm. Uh, during, the, during the Great Depression, mm-hmm. uh, Huey Long, a governor and later U- United States Senator from Louisiana, from Louisiana mm-hmm. a left-wing populist. Yeah, they always did propo- things different in first Louisiana. First proposed a plan on a, ration, on a national radio show, which is, refer- which is now re- referred to as the share our wealth speech. Mm-hmm. You get that, right? Mm-hmm. He yeah. do. He talking about socialism way back. Yeah. Socialism for, for you, you, and everybody else, and him. I'm just saying. Come on, man, stop it. I'm just saying. You know. By the way, Biden has hired Kareen Jean-Pierre as uh, the senior advisor. Uh, she's, uh, she's a cute woman. Not, don't think I'm being sexist. She's, I've always, you know, I like chocolate women anyway, and she's cute. You quit saying that, man. I do. But, I mean, she don't date guys anyway. So, just letting you know that. But she is cute. All right, check this out. You ready? Man, I saw her. No, check this out. She had a red dress on one day. Stop, man. Stop. Oh, my God! Let me give you this. Let me give you this, because I I don't think you understand who my boy was, because I'm a big Mm, fan of here. uh, Okay, he was still a crook, Robert. You You could try to pass off. Anything you want. Okay. Let Huey me Long was will a you let me, crook. Will you let me do this, man? Go ahead. I ain't got much time. Okay. <laughs> it says, no person will be allowed to accumulate a personal net worth of more than 300 times the average family fortune. Mm. A, a, gar- uh, a graduated capital levy tax would be ex- assessed on all persons with a net worth exceeding $1 million. Mm-hmm. Annual incomes would be limited to $1 million and inheritance would be capped at $5.1 million. Every family was, was to be furnished with a homestead allowance of not less than one-third of the average family wealth of the country. Every family was to be guaranteed an annual family income of at least $2,000 or $2,500 or not less than one-third of the average annual family or family income in the United States. Yearly income, however, cannot exceed more than 300 times the size of the average family income. And an and old age pension would be made available for all persons over 60. Now, you know what that is, right? That's Social Security. That came from Huey P. Long. Uh, to balance agricultural production, the government would preserve store uh, surplus goods, abolishing the practice of destroying surplus foods and other necessities due to lack of purchasing power. Veterans will be paid a pension and health care benefits. Now, this all came from here P. Long now. Free education and training for all students to have equal opportunities in all schools, colleges, universities, and other institutions for training in the professions and vocations of life, the raising of revenue and taxes for the support of this program was to come from the reduction of swollen fortunes from the top, (sighs) as well as for the support of public works to give government whenever there may be any slacking necessary in private enterprise. Mm -hmm. Now, this is the thing I hate when when people like you, Dave, Mm call this man a crook because mm-hmm. you know what when you call a man a crook essentially what you're trying to say is he's is a crook that, is that this brother well he's not a brother ain't a this brother. white dude he came with some stuff where he talking mm-hmm. about he was talking about everybody should have this opportunity mm-hmm. right but you know what you got black people who would have been from this like david mm-hmm. coleman they calling the man a crook 
See, that's what I don't like. When you're not doing your research and you're mm-hmm. calling people bad names. Let me ask you something. Give Huey P love. Give Huey P some love. Let me ask you. Get, no, yeah. give Huey P some okay, love. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about here. Give him some love. Did he go to jail? Give him some love. Did he go to jail? No. He didn't. Give him some love. Was he? Was he? Give him love. Was he considered the, one of the love. most graft laden uh, public officials in Louisiana history? Now Louisiana's loving. Give him some love. I'm just asking. I'm, you, how can you read this? Because do you understand I that half of it. this list? I didn't read it. Well, after you hearing it. this, can you believe that half of this list is now in existence? Mm. Half of this list is now in existence. Now, mm. mind you. This was in 1934, right? Mm. All right, so from 1934, you got Social Security. You got um, you got uh, public housing. Mm. This is all he be long, but he doesn't get credit for it. But when he started this share the wealth conversation, everything in this now exists in some shape or form now based on him. So what you're saying is, as it relates to public housing, that he, he reinstituted segregation? No, when they started doing public housing like this, it wasn't for black folks. It was for it was for white folks. Oh, it wasn't for black folks, huh? No. So why should I care? But he repeated implemented. But b- why should I care? No. See, I'm, Dave's I, trying to uh, take me down the rabbit hole. Watch this. I, why should I care? I'm not going down the rabbit hole with you, dog. I'm not going to. <laughs> why should I care? You can turn off your little, you can turn off your little, your little fairy music. Turn off your little fairy music. It's I'm not going to help. You know, fairy music not going to do it for I you. I mean, you try to throw love at, and you, you think here, if he didn't do it for black people. Then guess what? And this, and this, it didn't say if it was. If he didn't do it every, for black people, guess, it said every. Guess what else? He really every was. family was to be furnished with a homestead okay. allowance. So every family. Guess what else? Every he was. family. Do you do you think that meant black families? Every family. So what? Guess what else? Here he was. What was? The, what else was it? A racist. So why you turn it up like you did something? I wish I could see Dave. He like turned the thing up like he did something. He's like. You know that's what Huey was? Oh, a racist. <laughs> like that was like, oh wow. That was not a whole mm. bunch of that wasn't a bunch of white men who weren't racist well, back in the uh, Oh, so does that excuse I'm them? not I'm not I, I, Huey I haven't you haven't shown me anywhere where he's a member of the Ku Klux Klan. It don't matter. You yes don't it does. Hey, you look there are a lot of people who are not members of the Ku Klux Klan who have racist thoughts. You who see, per, who you, perpetrate you, racism. Did you hear all those things already? What did he what did Huey do for black people in nineteen thirty four? Cause I don't care what he did for he white. He never folks. got a chance to. He was, he was uh, dead. He was dead a little while later. Yeah. Okay. Never got a chance to. Okay. But Dang. if he became yeah. president, I, I like to think, man. I like to think he did from a lot of good stuff. Yeah. He'd have, he'd have padded his pocket too. An old age pension would be made available mm. for all persons wow. over sixty. We got Social Security right now. That's all from P, man. That was mighty white of him. That's all from P. I love it when white folks come to save black people. Veterans will be paid a pension and health care benefits. Here P. We got the wow. VA hospitals. That's from that's from that's from uh that's from the governor of Louisiana, Huey P. Long. That's see that I just love history. Man, you know what? I'm gonna tell you something I tell you, I can't tell you now because I can't say those <laughs> words on the show. <laughs> I can't say them in front of Ryan either. I gotta wait. I gotta, uh, tell, I gotta tell you. I'm pretty sure if Ryan has heard some choice words that you tell, probably ain't even heard. You, I gotta tell you Tuesday. When was the last time you've been in a in a high school? Uh, what's the last time I picked you up from high school? I'm talking about. I, I said in a high school. Hey, what's the last time I picked you up from school? Mm, I'm just saying. Well, hell, two you, months ago. Hell, you can sit in the truck and and they'll walk by you and you're like. February, March. You're yeah. like, February, March. Okay. That's how I was in high so you, they'll walk by your truck and you're like, dog, did he say that? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sure he's heard a lot of nah, them I words. I don't think so. 
Oh, so now you're trying to pretend like your little son is this little angel. Is that what you're saying? My son is a, my son is an incredible angel. Mm, okay. He's just a wonderful young black man. Mm. I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of him He's too. He's a wonderful young black man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like my father. Oh, oh, I'm gonna cry. But he's he's gonna say something else. We get in the truck, but that's cool. I take it for right now. I appreciate it. I appreciate uh, it. I'm I'm glad he he's not gonna say anything else because I'm about to gag. You got your quote ready, Ron? I think I threw up you in my mouth. Got your quote ready? Yeah. What do you mean your quote? Don't you haven't you been on this show before, bro? I know. You know, I don't know what your problem is. He got he got he got David Itis, man. Mm, he got David Itis. He ain't got his quote ready yet. Is, is that what it is? He, ain't got, he got his quote ready. He's just like you, man. That's terrible. He's just like you. Mm, okay. I feel bad for him. Just like David. Hey, sorry we missed our guest today. He was supposed to call us. We'll blame that on Cliff. Maybe it was because of racism in Asia. Uh, it could have been. Could have been it. That could have been, been it. That could have been it. You know. That could have been it. I got my quote. You got your quote? All right, cool. Well, it's about time. Today, <laughs> I'm going to quote Richard Nixon. Oh, Richard geez, Nixon. Great. Okay, okay. Well, your dad is quoting Huey Long, so what the hell? Go ahead. <laughs> a man is not finished when he is defeated. He is finished when he quits. That's it. I like that one. That's what's up, son. Oh, that's, I like that's that so one. special. That's nice it, one, it, right? it, just, it just goes to show you a despot can make a good quote. And Richard Nixon <laughs> you are is a despot. Hey, you a lot. What's up with you today? It's Friday. Jesus. I'm just saying. Man. He is a despot. Man. Uh, we're waiting on you, Robert. I'm trying to find a short one. Lord have mercy. All right, I'll give you all this. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're doing a short one because the last week, yours, your quotes have been, they've been soliloquies. Yeah, I'm trying to let you have it. Man. Oh, gee, thanks. The people of the government administering it by their, by their agents, they are the government. They are the solvent power. Who said that? Your boy. Okay. Andrew okay. Jackson. It was Andrew Jackson week, man. Next week, man. Are we we're gonna be here Monday? Uh no. No Monday. All right. No. So Tuesday. next week, next week, man, we're gonna do uh I think I wanna do some Benjamin Franklin, man. Oh, good. I wanna for do you. some Ben I wanna do some Benjamin. No, another racist. Um Donald Trump isn't a How about I do David Coleman? I'm gonna do some David Coleman. Uh, there you go. Now, all the, I'm gonna say is he's a racist. There you go. That's all that matters. If you own slaves, you are racist. Period. Uh, ain't no mmm to it. Benjamin Rush owned slaves, but he often talked about how it, how crazy it was that here they were creating a document talking about freedom while they were enslaving a whole race of people. He did make that comment. Now, do it, do I think it makes him racist? It, it was just it was just what you did then. Okay, let me just say you were a rapist. I don't know what you want me to say to that. Uh, you can't. Don't try. Okay. Donald Trump isn't a president. He's a motivational speaker for racists. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> who said that? Uh, I don't know who said it, but I thought it was a good quote. Okay. Hey, peace and, hey, uh, spend money on communities, y'all. If y'all don't, nobody else will. Black people, peace and love. I love you so much. And y'all have peace. a safe weekend, and don't forget to celebrate the veterans as well. Okay. By the way, Memorial Day, do yourselves a favor and find out who created Memorial Day. Okay? Do yourself a favor and go out and research Memorial Day. David Coleman's great, 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 
great great grandfather. It might have been. I will tell you that the people that created Memorial Day were black. I know y'all don't know that, but go do the research. Do your work, homie. Do your work. Hey, good show. Peace. Don't forget to join the show in the morning, Weekly Sports Magazine, 8 o'clock. We'll see you later. Hey, what's up, Rose?